Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. You know, some people take their preconceptions and misconceptions that they learned about our earthly parents, our earthly fathers, and they project them onto God. But God is not an earthly father. He's our heavenly father. And, of course, he's the only perfect example of how a father should act and be. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, an outreach of the church supported by listeners just like yourself. And we're in the midst of a Father's Day series here on the broadcast. We'll conclude it tomorrow. And today, uh, Pastor Leighton takes us through a number of examples of fathers from the Old Testament specifically and the imperfections that they had and the grace that was extended to them and how they were used in God's bigger picture. Here's Pastor Layton. Now, one of the things that Jesus accomplished when he was here on earth was dispelling many of the false impressions that people had about God. Jesus showed us, for instance, that God is not an angry judge sitting on his bench just waiting for any opportunity for us to do something wrong so he can bring judgment against us and make our lives miserable. Jesus revealed that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all involved in providing salvation for mankind. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but live eternally. God wants to save us. God is not willing that any should perish. Jesus also showed us that God is not apathetic towards us, like some great watchmaker who created the universe, wound it up, and let it run, and is just sitting back and watching to see what happens. Jesus reveals to us that God is very interested in each and every one of us, and that we are the apple of His eye. And if somebody hurts us, it's like them sticking their finger in God's eye. Jesus also showed us that God is not an impersonal bundle of energy like the the force in Star Wars, that He... He doesn't just follow us and empower us, but He also leads us, and He has a plan, and He has a purpose, and He's working all things together for our good. And and sometimes we get in difficult positions or, or situations, and if that's the case, it's because He's allowed us to be there. And if He's allowed us to be there, it's for a purpose, and the purpose is always good, because God is always good. We may not understand why we're in that difficult position at the time. And He may not reveal it. He may not reveal it until years later. He might not reveal it until we get to heaven. We ask him, that situation, why did that happen? But we know this, that if he allows it to happen, it's for a purpose, and that purpose is always good because every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of life. Jesus is the one who made calling God Father popular. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, Jesus said, begin with your prayer with these words, Our Father. He could have said, our God. He could have said, our creator. He could have said, our king. He could have, but he said, our father. God wants us to think of him in terms of being our father. He wants a family relationship with us. 
Now, we're so used to hearing that in American Christianity, we have a tendency to take that for granted. But when Jesus said that, it was a radical concept to the people that were listening to Jesus. You see, the Old Testament was written over many centuries, millennia even. And in the entire Old Testament, God is only referred to as Father about seven times. God is talked about as being Father over 150 times in the New Testament. So the good news is, is that we can relate to the God of the universe as our Father. We can have a relationship with Him. We can, we can communicate with Him. Uh, we, we, can have, uh, uh, we can ask Him to do things on our behalf, and, and, and we can listen to what He has to say. We can have a relationship with Him. That's the good news. The bad news is that none of us have had a perfect father. And some of us have had very poor fathers. Uh, some fathers have been negligent or absent altogether. Other fathers have been abusive, either verbally or physically. And so as a result, when somebody uses the word father, it can stir up within us deep-seated feelings of resentment and hurt and pain. But our Heavenly Father is not imperfect. He is perfect in every way. He never makes mistakes. He never blows it. He never makes promises He cannot keep. He never says anything that is later proven untrue. He is perfect. He is our Heavenly Father. Now, people have many misconceptions about God. Let me give you a few. Some people think that God is unreasonable. They read His Bible, His Word, and they look at the rules and regulations and restrictions, and they come to the conclusion that God is some kind of a cosmic killjoy, that He likes to make life miserable, and He likes to remove from us sources that we think are fun and filled with enjoyment. And people that have this misconception about God would naturally and understandably not be inclined to want to develop a closer relationship with God as Father. Others feel that God is unreliable. Perhaps they've gone through a difficult time in life and they called out to God asking for immediate relief and He didn't provide it for them or He didn't provide it for them in the fashion that they asked for. And so they've come to the conclusion that you can't really rely on God, that He's not going to come through for you when you need it. And some of these times these people ask questions like, why did you let this happen, God? The fact is that God did not make puppets. He gave each and every person the ability to make their own choices, the choice to do right or the choice to do wrong. And when we choose to do wrong, we hurt people. And when others choose to do wrong, they hurt people, including us. And we can reduce the hurt in this world and lot by choosing to do what is right. Another misconception about God is that He is unconcerned about me, that He created this huge universe that requires His constant attention to keep the stars from running into each other. And uh, there's all kinds of things happening, like nations going to war against each other and earthquakes and, and volcanoes and famines. And why, with all of those major concerns, why would He have time or interest in the little concerns that I have? Why would he be interested about, about my employment or my education or my plans or my family? See, my concerns are too petty for God's attention. And people who think that God is too busy for them 
are not likely to be inclined to want to develop a closer relationship with God. Another misconception about God is that he's impossible to please. And that's because some people grew up with parents that were impossible to please. If you came home proud that you got a C on your report card, like I did, the parents would say you should have got a B. Now, these weren't my parents. I'm just giving an example. And if you came home with a B, you should have gotten an A. And if you got an A, you should have gotten an A+. And if you got an A-plus, you should have been a Rhodes Scholar. I mean, they're never satisfied. Uh, if you came in third in sports, you should have come in second. If you came in second, you should have come in first. If you came in first, you should have broken a world's record someplace. It's never satisfied. You know, some people take their preconceptions and misconceptions that they've learned about our earthly parents, our earthly fathers, and they project them onto God. But God is not an earthly father. He's our heavenly father. Psalm 103 says, The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. So if we ask the question, does God care? Does God, does God care about me? Does God care when I'm hurting? Does God care when I'm struggling at work or with a relationship or with finances? Does God really care about what happens to me? The Bible tells us the answer. He really does. In fact, we find in 1 Peter 5, 7, the verse that tells us, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. It says, give all your worries and cares. Not just some, but all your worries and cares. So I'm going to ask you today, what are you worried about? What is it that's a distraction to you? Now, there are some things that I, as an earthly dad, cannot take care of because I have limits. I might care about something, but sometimes I don't have the ability to care for something, even though I care about something. Well, our Heavenly Father has no limits. And if He cares about something, He can care for that something. And He cares about what you care about. So bring all of your cares to Him, for He cares for you. Jesus said in Matthew 6, don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Whatever need we might have, God already knows about it. He's already taken care of it. So God is a caring Father. Secondly, God is a consistent Father. God describes himself in Malachi 3.6. He says, I am the Lord, I change not. Now, what does that mean? I am the Lord, I change not. What it means is that God never has a bad day. And that's a really good thing for us. He's not short-tempered one day and even-tempered the next. He's not generous one day and not generous the next. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. James chapter 1 says, Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us His true word. And we, out of all creation, became His prized possession. We became His prized possession. So it says, Whatever is 
good and perfect, it keeps coming down every day because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And the Bible says we are his prized possession every day because he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, our relationship with God as our Father is not based on us being consistent. It's based on Him being consistent. Not that you don't strive for consistency, but you're going to fall short of the mark on a regular basis. It's just the way it is. More about fathers on the next edition of Study Verse by Verse as we complete this three-part series. And if you want to hear another Father's Day message, I encourage you to um, attend the service on Sunday this coming weekend uh, or Saturday evening at Church of the Highlands. You can find all the details about how to get to the campus and the service times on their website, a great website, at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, so glad to be with you on a regular basis with this uh, short what I consider devotional time. If you'd like to become a partner with us, a financial supporter, you can do that on our website, studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. Be with us tomorrow at this same time when Pastor Layton will once again open the Word of God and help us study verse by verse.